It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. It's great to be a part of the greyhound racing industry at the moment because you know what? It is big time greyhound racing over the next two nights at the Meadows. Heats of the Australian Cup and also the Superstays. Is that right, Georgie Ferugia? Good morning to you. Good morning. Good afternoon, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two big uh, Group 1 heats. The whole meeting is uh, Group 1 racing. Uh, this and Melbourne Cup night where we've got yep. bold trees racing at Sandown are the two probably big nights. And then obviously the final on the leap year day uh, next Saturday week. And Molly Haynes, good morning to you. On Saturday night, it's all about pressure because... You need to win to qualify for these finals. And as Damien Harwick used to point out, it's harder to win the preliminary final than it is the grand final, Molly. So there'll be a few nervous connections come Saturday night. Oh, absolutely. Because there there's no guarantees that no. the favourites are going to make it through to these races. And I think that's what adds a little bit of extra flair when um, during the first week of the Australian Cup Carnival with our three invitationals, we see you know, what's um, selected as the best of the best um, compete over all three distances. But now it's up to... To, you know, the two weeks hit outs, mm -hmm. you're making sure that you can get through those heats and then also get through the final. And how good that your boy is back, Shimmer Shine. <laughs> About two, time. Two trials at Ballarat absolutely yep. broke the clock. Um, and they're going to have a roll at the dice here. So they should. Yeah. Um, there'll be thousands of people that'll turn out and see Shimmer Shine in action. Oh, I've got to admit something, but Georgie. You've, uh, you haven't turned, have I've you? I've cheated on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, no. like I've always loved him. You're but sometimes, whiskey now. Or... Like, when you don't turn up to dinner, um, Shimmer, like, you, like <laughs> he hasn't turned up the last couple of nights and whiskey rice just swept me off my feet. <laughs> on Valentine's Day, he sent me a card. Anthony has a party. He's made me feel part of the team. And unfortunately, the new, the new pin-up dog for RSN Central is whiskey right? You swap around a little no, bit. No, had Baruga Brett quickly. for a while there too. Yeah, no, we didn't really. Name. We're yeah. only being nice to Jamie Ennis. <laughs> Baruga Brett was never really in the calculations, but yeah. whiskey right is our is our is our dog at the moment. And he looked at he looked me in the eye the other night there at the Meadows and was like, like Shimmer's never really done that. <laughs> um, talking about superstars now. If you love your racing, it doesn't matter what code. You need to find people that know how to back a winner. And this man does. The number one form guru punter in the game of greyhound racing. In Troy Little. And the number one caddy in golf these days as well. Good afternoon to you, Troy. Good to be here, Gareth. Hey, mate, you're with Georgie Ferruja and Molly Haynes as well. We wanted to get you on the show today to talk about the all-in market for the Australian Cup and how you would play it with the market currently as it is today, with Simon told Helen at seven, Shimmer Shine at nine, who told Stevie at nine, Whiskey Riot at 12, his brother Kai Shan at 15, and then Tigalong Tonk at $15. Do you see any value there? Oh, I went through the first page earlier, and I thought the dogs that copped the tick from my liking were certainly Simon told Helen. You could forgive his run Saturday night, first up off the spell. He blew the kick. He was still nearly going to lead and got spat out at the first corner, so he'll benefit from that run for sure. Whiskey Wright, he's, he's at the top of his game at the minute. He was awesome on uh, Saturday night, and he's only got improvement. Uh, also, Cashin, I thought, you know, won the Launceston Cup, and, and early speed, that's what you want in these races, and, and this dog's flying the lids at the minute. Um, hasn't quite proven itself at top, top level yet, but I think it can. Um, and apart from that, that was all that I was uh, 
although I was grabbing my fancy on the first page, but the dog on the second page that really took my liking was um, Tigalong Tonk. I mean, this dog's absolutely airborne. His last couple of runs at San and he blew the kick, but they went back to the bush in the derby race at Ballarat, and he just went crash-bang and put away some really hot fields and ran exceptional sectionals. And Yeah, I think he's I think he's a dog a little bit of value here. Um, he just needs a soft, soft little draw to get through, and geez, he's going to be right in this race. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Troy. Just uh, wanted to know your game plan with uh, these all-in bettings in regard to, uh, obviously, pre-box uh, draw. Uh, is there some that you say, well, you know, it's 36s or something, I'm going to have a go, or will you wait till tomorrow until you really see where they're drawn before you you, you have a fair crack? Yeah, I don't like throwing darts, Georgie, unless there's, yeah. unless there's an absolute massive, massive over, which, you know, which is like a high-speed dog early that needs a box, that doesn't need a box draw, but... I generally wait for uh, wait for all the draws to come out, go through them, and um, and then have a pick pick the pick the eyes out and master the draws. But yeah, I think it's pretty tough betting pre box draw on these. Troy, it's Molly here. Now I think um, trainer Corey Grenfell will be very happy with um, with your idea around Tigalong Tonk. I know if it gives you any um, any confidence, he was trialling only only a length behind Orson Allen um, before he'd even raced, um, like on in the same trial session. So that really says a lot about this young dog. But what I really want to know is when you're heading into these races and dogs that are coming back from injury spells. So we're talking um, heading into this Australian Cup series. Obviously, your Shimmer Shines, and now also the news at Dinah Chancer. Um, will be heading the way of the Australian Cup heats. Do, are you standing, staying clear from these dogs that have had the injury layup? I know we know the trial times for Shimmer Shine, but where does your head at, head go out um, in those in that regards? Molly, generally you want to be going into these with um, a couple of races under your belt, ideally, and it's it's very very hard these days. At least with the Australian Cups, not not like a one week one week run. It's a, it's a series, so you've got one week to maybe grass your old form and get a bit of match fitness in here but it's very very hard coming off spells and a little let up like we saw someone told Helen the other night like he was just a bit ring rusty missing the start and that happens a lot of the time you know the, the dogs that are running week to week um, they tend to have that slight edge over the dogs coming back so I'd, I'd steer clear first up even though I've, I've really seen a lot of dogs falling so fast but they just need that run to um, get that ring rustiness out of them and um and then you can make your judgment whether you think they're back to their best or, or whether they actually need another one. Troy, obviously you, you study a lot of the speed maps. Were you surprised in a sense that Slingshot Hammer uh, led that race last week? He probably needed another half a length and he would have cleared them out. I'm not saying he would have won, but he, he certainly would have given some, some cheek up in front. I notice he's $51 for the Australian Cup and almost $16 a place. He's just one of those greyhounds, isn't he, that... Yeah, he's in pretty good form, and he's been a—you know—he's made some very good group races over the last, oh, say, six to eight months. Yeah, George, he's the only other dog on this second page that I've got one tick next to, and I think mm. what you said is exactly right. Um, and his trainer, the camp, is absolutely on fire. All their dogs are running very well, up to their best. So you know, you got to stick with—you got to stick with camps when they're going well. And and this dog's just as honest as the day's long. I didn't have him nearly crossing the lead Saturday night. And I'm glad he did because um, whiskey got the money, but. You know, he, he, he's at the top of his game. And at $51, if he comes up with a soft draw, probably I reckon you probably want him drawn near the fence in one of the heats just yeah. to snag a place through. Out wide, I'm not sure the, he's got that. You know, he's not going to do what he did Saturday night every week. So you probably want to see a fence draw for him. But he's certainly, um, he's certainly value there at uh, $51. Now, Troy, I'm no expert when it comes to greyhound racing. I'm no expert when it comes to anything, really. But watching Saturday night at the Meadows, if I didn't see the Super Stays winner there, I'll give it up. Like, just terms. 
it gave them a start down the back, and when it went past me after it won, it was about six lengths in front. Yeah, it was awesome, Gareth. I, I watched this dog's videos in Sydney, and um, I sort of generally push them out when they come from here to stay because it's very hard to win down here. But the dog was awesome up in Sydney. And, um, yeah, I was actually on the leader here's tears, and I thought when it found the front, I thought, well, it's nearly going to get the money here. That dog just put it away at the 600 boxes, and, geez, it was a phenomenal run and phenomenal run home time, and, geez, it's going to be hard to beat wherever it goes. The only thing that did happen Saturday night was it, it did lob in the perfect spot because Boomtown and the other dog were out the back, so it lobbed fourth or fifth on its own in the clear, and down the back it just railed underneath as, um, as that second dog checked off the off the heels of that dog. So it didn't get any interference at all, so that's probably, you know, but it still ran the time and, and, and did the job. Can't wait for Saturday night, Molly. Should yes. be an absolute beauty of a night. Absolutely. Now, Troy, I have two dogs I want to ask you about. Yep. Aston Wizard and Jim Zardashian. They're two greyhounds that are pretty hot on everyone's lips at the moment. I did hear that Aston Wizard trialled 29.51 at the Meadows yesterday, but he went 5.27 early. These are two dogs who I think are just almost ridiculous in their ability and I know that their trainers you know think the same as well but where do you sit these guys in this um, Australian Cup market? Well I'm a speed map person Molly and that's where I've made my money um, backing dogs to get to the front and that he's not one of them so he'll be I'll be opposing him Um, but I'd I'd love to see these are the dogs that you love to see come speed start time so you hope that he's still going such as quick um, you know come speed start time then you see like a real a real fruit when they're one out but yeah, he's going to need lots of luck the way he's racing. Even at Ballarat, his last couple of runs, he's just fallen out of the boxes. And he just cops a backwash of trouble, and it's just so hard to overcome. So occasionally he's going to get those clear runs and go crash, bang, boom. But, um, yeah, it's going to be tough for him. Hey, Troy, I haven't told you this yet, but you're about to be a regular on RSN Central on, on a Thursday morning. Um, I had a chat to Jamie Ennis there the other day when I've been out and about on the track. And he was telling me that he's a far better tipster than you. And I said, all right, then, let's get this on the record. So every Thursday night at Sandown, it's the pro v the um, – I, I haven't worked out a word there for Jamie Innes. The pro v the trainer, put it that way. And I, didn't know he, I didn't know he was in the comedy festival. No, so <laughs> we'll, go, we'll give you a call on Thursday about 11.25 and we'll keep a tally. You get $100 each and you get a bet at, at headquarters – on a Thursday night, and we'll see if the trainer can beat the pro. Sounds good. All right, mate, I'm looking forward to it. By the way, I think I'm on your side, all right? <laughs> Thank you, Troy. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. There's Troy Little. So we'll have a little bit of fun there on, on the Form Express. Jamie's talking up a big game, so I thought, all right, then, we'll see how good you are. <laughs> and, George, you can, oh, you don't do Thursdays. No, nah, that's Jace Adams. He, he might well, Jace uh, can sneak join, in for the trifecta. Yeah, he can join the party as well. Um, um that was an interesting chat. Yeah, look, uh, it was uh, Greyhounds that stood out for me, as I said, Slingshot Hammer at 51s. Of course, he was good yeah. enough to make the top field in the Tem Lee, Molly. But, um, yeah, it's it's good to hear because I'm not sort of going to have a bet until this box draw comes out because there's one that you see in a heat that you are willing to take the punt on two weeks in a row. Absolutely, and especially if there's vacant box. Hopefully there's no vacant bo- boxes, but they certainly do um, turn the tables when it comes to the markets. But how about the little inclusion of Dinah Chancer returning from, oh, I reckon he's almost had seven months on the sidelines. Yeah. He um, injured his hock 
uh, at the Meadows, I believe it was, and he will be coming back for the Australian Cup heat. So okay. Steyer heading back into um, into the ranks, but he's trialling well uh, from what Corey Grenfell has said to me. So I, I don't think he's back to his best, but he's he's certainly well enough and beating dogs in Corey's camp at the moment. I reckon he started his career winning six of his first six at the Meadows over 5.25, running around 29.80. He's certainly no slouch over that type of distance. Just quickly, Molly, I'm not sure if you've heard any info, but I, I don't see his tears on the pre-noms uh, all-in market for the super stayers. So mm. that's interesting. Um, what price do we get just terms then? Just terms is $5. Blue Moon Rising at 6 Put your house on just terms. Surely, Georgie, how, do they, how does she get beat? Well, she has um, before Saturday. Yeah, yeah, she has been a few times. But, um, oh, look, uh, what, what impressed, uh, and Troy touched on it, 42-12, Gareth. Um, it's probably not too many stayers going around that can run that. Maybe here's tears or tornado tears, to be honest. So, yeah, you, you, you're probably your money is a little bit safe. But, yeah, that might just be an oversight there because here's tears, I think, looked like he pulled up okay mm-hmm. from the run. And take nothing away from that run, Gareth, too, running second in 42.38. I think that was a good staying debut at the Meadows. Here's tears. I think he's going to have a, a huge year. Yeah, I think what people are forgetting as well is this, if um, being his first start at the Meadows, is that what you said? Yeah, it was first his first start at the Meadows. Yeah. There's always going to be improvement with this. Like This line, I think, is always benefiting off being familiar with the track. And yep. I think there's a huge difference between trialling and racing on a track. You've got seven other dogs most of the time racing against you. And even if you've been around the track a couple of times, you really need to have that race experience. Yeah. And I think confidence is key with this line. We see it with Tornado Tears. When his confidence is high, then nothing stops him. And it was the same when Rip and Sam was running around as well. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, I think confidence is key with this line and I'd be very very interested to see where he pops up on the betting market. It's exciting Gareth but isn't it like Whiskey Riot I mean it's difference between trialling fast and doing it in a race. Whiskey Riot 29.95 to win the Tem Lee to hear Aston Wizard troll 29.51 is incredible. That first split is a worry though but what about the speed between the markers of this Greyhound he's just phenomenal. Can't wait to see him get a clear run because we've heard a couple of big trials from this dog in the last couple of weeks. Talking to connections it's it's fascinating to hear what they have to say about their greyhounds and especially the greyhounds that can that some are race dogs and some are trial dogs. Yeah. And and some dogs are just in the zone that it doesn't really matter where they race or what time they race, they're just absolutely jumping from the boxes, making their own luck and, and running time. So you just gotta and we saw that with Whiskey right there on Saturday. Anthony has a party on this show last Tuesday, says he's never had the dog better. And he raced like that. He gave us the push, absolutely, no doubt. What did um, he, he end up paying? Four dollars. Yeah, think. he was. I think he was second, uh, second in line. Interesting about Kay Shan, his brother too. Mm. If you take his last six starts, Gareth, he's probably going as good as anything in the country. Molly, like, uh, led Feral Frankie in a heat of the Pause of Thunder, got run down, no mean feat. Then yeah. led King Kratos in a in a Pause of Thunder and got run down a little bit. We all know he's a little bit suspect late. Then come out absolutely flew in the Launceston Cup heat and then easily won the final. Like he's going into this race, if he gets a, a clear running on that first corner, I mean, he could skip away by five or six lengths and they don't catch him. He's at fifteen dollars. Like. He could easily make an Australian Cup final the way mm. he's going. And when Troy's talking about speed maps and he's a dog with, with such fantastic early speed, I think that's the reliability of, of dogs with early speed. You talk your striker lights, your uphill jills and things like that. They're, they're winning races because they just they just have that edge yeah. out of the boxes. And this is the beauty with Shimmer Shine. If he brings his best, the first start at Sandown Park, 496, 1850 to the back, that's going to lead 99 out of 100 at any track in the world. And um, 
I'm really excited to see what he does. If he manages to make his way to, into the final, he gets that extra week with a 500 under his belt. I mean, anything can happen. Look out. And looking forward to being at the Meadows on Saturday night. Hopefully we can go into the Inner Sanctum a little bit. I think Molly's working on that for us, but that'd be good fun, wouldn't it? It'd be fantastic. There's another big uh, race at the Meadows tomorrow with 927 in the uh, semi-final of the had, Group 3 Vic Breeders. Had a chat to... Um, 927 and Matthew Lanigan the other day. They're happy with the way that their progress were trained on nicely and he'd be pretty hard to beat. We had a chat to Rockstar Gareth as well on Saturday night. He was very happy with the way that we've approached that ball game and, and approached the contest of late. Um, just need a touch of luck. So we're happy with RSN at the moment and, and how we are travelling. I don't, I don't want to do, be George. a Debbie Downer but there is one dog against 927 tomorrow called Silken who ran 29.85 on debut. Could which start is... right now. <laughs> they might be a little bit hard to beat, but hey, we're in it. Now, what, what I'm hoping to set up just really quickly, I think we need to get Gareth handling Rockstar Gareth. I reckon we might need to put him mm-hmm. through, put him through the paces. Get your handler's license. Get your little card that yep. says G Hall Handler of a Greyhound. We can um, put you on the other end of the lead to Rockstar Gareth and see if we can get him out of a box. Can't that, be that Gareth's, hard. Gareth's idea about miking up one of the trainers, I think, is fantastic. If we can talk to the stewards, that would have been awesome. We, we should have done it on Saturday with Anthony as a party. Oh, and he is just fantastic behind the boxes. Watching, I think, one of almost the most iconic um, bits of vision to come out of the Melbourne Cup was behind the boxes when Angela Langton was in there jumping up mm-hmm. and down. Anthony's coming, to, you know, to the foreground, jumping up and down there. I think it. It just shows the emotion, and I don't know whether we'd have to be bleeping out. I was going to say we might need an eight-second delay. Because I know, I know, when I was behind the boxes, I I certainly weren't wasn't saying very nice things. It would be like our football documentary, like the Melbourne Football Club are doing. We'd get that filmed, and then we would cut it up. And I tell you what, you get people watching at a a sporting event, the drama, the build-up, the anticipation. But I think best of all that you would see the love. For those greyhounds and um, Anthony's love for a whiskey ride, who, who, whoever we, we film on that occasion. Just quickly, well done to Janet Cottrell and David Knocker. I know they break in a lot of greyhounds, but Perfect Marshall gave them some Group 1 success. So hats off to, to that combination. Yeah, and, and, and a, a big hats off because the greyhound had never been in that class yeah. before. And to beat two greyhounds like often imitated in Rajasthan who are in career-best form, really. I mean, Rajasthan was picket fencing off and imitated just fresh off a Cranbourne Cup. It was a terrific effort. People say, oh, yeah, well, box one doesn't matter. you still got to do it and hold your line on that first corner, and he was uh, absolutely fantastic. Just quickly to the Bulleye Cup final, there's a greyhound called Turbo Thomas who will start favourite. I think he's won 20 out of 22, this greyhound. He's set the Australian record winning 18 on the trot, Turbo Thomas. So Trent Anderson does a little bit of rearing for us for the national draft. Good luck to Trent. He's we a lovely bloke. his property a yeah, couple of yeah. years ago, didn't we? Yeah, he's, uh, he's got a good one here, that's for sure. Jason McKay trains it, but it won't be easy. He's up against the likes of Pindari Express, Ebby Infrared, Tennessee Tiger. Some real quality greyhounds in that race on Saturday night. I was talking to a couple of the punters there on Saturday night and they made me think that this would be a great segment some stiff punting stories like <laughs> I was talking to some Graham professional punters there and they were talking about how they were going for 50,000 20,000 and who's the greatest of all time the Greyhound um, not Brett Lee the other 
Oh, Fernando Bale. Fernando Bale. They backed Fernando Bale off the map at his first start and he got beat. He lost his first three yeah. starts. Yeah, and they backed him one, two, three, and then they jumped off, like going for like 15,000. And they were telling us, like, they had one, they went, this one one chap went to the trolls, all right, and he went to the trolls for two weeks and he watched all these greyhounds go around. And then he backed this greyhound at seven to one. But to get on, he had to put them in with a put it, put that greyhound with the sports multi somewhere, and the dollar to NBA that the Don't NBA roll. side got beat. NBA is capable of that, that's for sure. Oh. But the, did you see that zipping dog during the week too, Molly? How it just sort of decided to play with them oh, at Bendigo at a dollar thirty-five. Sarah, no, 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 um, someone else. It met blue Twitter up. That, okay. uh, yeah. A lot of people were on, but I don't want. <laughs> All right, Molly, Georgie, we'll catch you at the Meadows on Saturday night. Can't wait for that. Yeah, you too, mate.